traveller in the full moon, a rite of passage. Mother writes, The traveller's blind, who sees no past. Eyes on the future, his path binds fast. Step off his path, and then you might be guided by thine own true light. Walk around your home. Go to every space. Open all the cupboards and the drawers. Go into the spaces you would normally never go to. Pay attention to everything you see. Now go for a walk outside and try to recall everything you've seen. What really registered? Photographs? Mementos? What would you actually rescue from your home if there was a fire? What about everything else? Do you really need all that stuff? Think about it. What really matters to you? In the classic image of the tarot, the traveller is depicted in motion, moving away from the viewer. The tarot's traveller is male and carries a small, light bundle in one hand, containing all of his worldly goods. In the other, he carries a light, a light he stares blindly into. At his heels is a dog, representing the past, jumping up, but the traveller pays no attention. The tarot's male traveller is a feckless wanderer, known as the Fool, periodically showing up again in the pack as a magician, the manipulator. Your journey to the source has started, but you are a fool no longer, nor will you be satisfied to tread the blind path of a fool any more. It's a fool who blindly accepts their current situation as the only reality, and by starting on this journey you've shown yourself to me different from the fool. You already recognise that there's more to reality than simply what your senses choose to register around you. You're not like the card's magician, either, as your magic will not be of tricks and fakery, but of changing perception and shifting reality. Your magic will be truly supernatural, rather than a pale imitation. This magic can be high or low, you get to choose. The traveller you're about to become is very different from anything you've known before. To start with, you don't need to physically go anywhere to find the source. The world is full of books about journeys to Tibetan temples or Egyptian tombs or Mayan lines where travellers go to discover themselves. Your journey starts and ends within the self. And the first lesson of the traveller is to recognise that you can create a whole new, wonderful world within you that will arrange itself around you too, in the space you inhabit now. Hold on to the thought that the source is already close to you. You can almost touch it. It is real. It's within you.
Close your eyes for a moment. Take three deep breaths. Think about your life now. What do you notice when you do this? Do you feel anger? Frustration? Pain? Sadness? Or nothing at all? Do you feel excited about the life you currently have? You should. You will. Each negative emotion you hold on to acts as a veil, hiding the source from you. As you progress on this journey and free yourself from each of these feelings, the source moves ever closer and you'll feel its presence moving into your daily life. And so to move on. Once you've cleared your physical space, wait for the next waning moon and this will be the time for you to gently ease yourself into thinking differently about who you are and how you define yourself. Always keep in the back of your mind that the physical and emotional clearing process is about the end of the old you. And as such, this may also be a time of regret and reflection. A time when you look back on your life up to this point and feel sad or emotional about some events or people. It is needed so that you can recognise where and who you are now. But unlike the death of the flesh, this is a phoenix death. One from which you will be reborn, renewed. Just like Alfred Nobel, you will be given the chance to live a new life and to have a different death. Nobel managed this when his death was erroneously reported. Dr. Death is dead, said the newspapers. But he wasn't dead. And this was his wake-up call to what people actually thought about him. And so Nobel got a chance to reflect on his life and his inventions. After all, he invented dynamite and decided there and then he would change his future. He set up the Nobel Prize, and remarkable people did incredible things in earning this prize. When Nobel actually died, he was remembered for the Peace Prize above all. He was no longer Dr. Death. Right now, you have the opportunity to look back on your life so far and make change happen, to experience a metaphorical death, and to be reborn as you wish to become. As Mother Hannah knowledge moves to the periphery of your senses, you can perhaps now start to imagine what life could be like if you were strong enough to follow your senses, to trust your instinct on the way to the source, and even to allow magic into your life. Rather than hating and hiding the selves which you exposed the start of your journey is to confront them and in doing so, free yourself of them. For each of the negative selves you identify, there is a task. To free yourself from your past, you take each one 
of the pages on which you wrote the emotions and choose which you're going to confront first. Now, here's a lesson. Take the simplest. Make it easy on yourself. Not like I did. I jumped in both feet first, thinking by tackling the most difficult, I'd show that I was strong. Nah, there's no need. Take the easiest and learn from it. There is no need to force this process because the opportunities to free yourself will come. For me, I chose to deal with my jealousy first. That was fun. So, what and who was I jealous of? Well, because I decided to be honest, I was jealous of those whom I thought had advanced in my profession because I believed I was better than them. <laughs> I was jealous of those who seemed to sail through life without effort or strain. I was jealous of so many other people. I was jealous of those who'd been born with more opportunities than me. And most of all, those who'd been born with advantages and had chosen not to use them. I had a sizable list of individuals and types of people whom I'd chosen to make into my enemy. Do you know the thing is, when you evaluate each one of your demons, because that's precisely what you're doing here, you'll find that there may be subsections, some of which you hadn't even thought about until you turned your attention to it. Write down whatever occurs to you on the back of the sheet of paper that's most relevant. For me, it was a sheet that said jealousy. Put it all down, and as you do, you'll find something starts to happen to you. You'll realise it's all so pointless. And ultimately, it's exhausting. Do you know, there'll always be people in the world of something which you don't have, something of which you can be jealous if you choose to let this happen to you. I recognised that the damage done is by you, to you. Studies in epigenetics have proven this. Emotional pain and stress aid you, make you ill, and it can ultimately even kill. And all the while, the people of whom I was jealous didn't even know how I felt. In some cases, they didn't even know I existed. So, I made a conscious decision there and then. I let it go. Not only mentally, but by choosing to act generously to one of those people who had stimulated my jealousy. And no, it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. This was to be my rite of passage, my way of freeing myself from this insidious worm of jealousy. I gave to one particular person something which I possessed and they wanted. In this case, it was quite significant information. Something which I knew they could use to become even more successful and potentially give me even more reasons to be jealous. I gave it to them freely. And you know what? It was me who was liberated by the act. 
I realized that all the jealousy I'd been storing up inside myself was preventing me from doing the very thing I envied the other person for. You still with me? My jealousy was holding me back from professional success. I was too busy looking at other people's success to pay attention to my own. It was a complete revelation to me. And Mother guided me through each action I took to free myself from the demons of my past. You know, jealousy can take many forms. Many years ago now, I married for the first time. This was after 12 years of living with this particular partner and I wanted security, I wanted marriage and at the time, most of all, I wanted a child. I realise now I wanted much more than he was able to give to me and maybe some part of me knew that. But we got married anyway. I wanted to move away from the party life which he'd had together, which was always full of noise and people. He feared silence. So did I. He bought me a rocking chair, and I imagined myself holding my child, soothing this baby with its motion. We married in Las Vegas. Slap, bang, in the middle of the porn Oscars. Yeah, I know. It's not good, is it? To cap it all, we were propositioned by a couple of the winners on our wedding night. Yeah, well, perhaps I should have read into the omen that things were not going to go quite according to my plan. Real class, what can I say? But it was a real wedding, a legally binding marriage. And reality set in for me three blooded months later when I mourned my empty womb. No child. The rocking chair sat empty and accusingly still. The baby I had dreamed of holding in my arms grew paler and less distinct with each passing month. And my husband and I grew further apart and allowed the deafening silence to build a wall between us. I moved closer into my working life and further and further away from him. The noise returned to our lives and it seemed back to the old normal for a while. Then a few weeks later, my husband announced that he was in love with another woman. He cried enough tears for both of us, and then he asked for my advice. I gave it to him in a cool and professional manner. I wasn't there anymore, do you understand? I had a choice to make then. How would I choose to react to her? I could poison myself with jealousy and hate and lash out at the world, or I could find my own space in this rearrangement of my life. This woman asked to meet me. She wanted to meet me to apologise because she didn't even know I existed when she got into a relationship with my husband. I thought her to be either brave or crazy, but in the end... 
I agreed to meet her. She was young, younger than me, beautiful, more beautiful than I. And she was alone and in a foreign country. I no longer had a choice. My enemy had a face and emotions. And because of this, I could not hate her. Others around me encouraged me to go down that route in my head, to do the mindless thing and hate her unconditionally. But it just didn't feel right anymore. I decided to listen to my heart, or at least to listen to the voice of the mother in me that would never be now. I wanted to forgive. So I did. We became friends. Close friends. My ex-husband and her got married. And then, in less than a year, he fell in love yet again. This time with an even younger version. And I had a choice to make once more. I could either crow and celebrate the fact that what had happened to me now happened to her. Or I could choose to support her. I chose to support her and we moved in together. And she supported me in return. And in this woman, I now have a sister. When she divorced my ex, who was then her ex, keep up, we went to the Thames and stood on a bridge to complete a ritual together. We waited until Big Ben chimed midday and then we threw both of our wedding rings into the river. Water carried away our bonds from him and forged the bond with one another. She's part of my life now, and I hope she will be for a long time. Mother knew what she was doing when she brought her to me. She bore the same name as the tombstone under which Mother Shipton's bones were supposedly laid to rest by her husband, Toby. So she's part of my karmic journey, I suppose. So what I'm trying to say is, when life surprises you, do not stop to think what you ought to do. Do what your heart tells you. What you would wish on yourself in that situation, this frees you to become at one with the source. You become powerful and magical by these actions. You just don't know it yet. It seems hard right now to know how all of this will fit into your life and into getting what you want, into making your own life magical. Stick with me. I cannot say this enough. It doesn't matter who is right, but what is right. Follow your heart and do what you feel is right. It will make sense. The magic is working its way into your life, even as you listen to these words.
Listen to the voice within. Listen to your instinct. This one has the power. The voice without. Those people who will tell you what to do when problems occur. Those who say, you ought to. Don't listen to them. You know better than that. You know how to heal yourself by treating the other as you would have others treat you. So give your time freely, your compassion and your love to others and it will come back to you amplified many, many times. I don't just believe it. I know it because I've experienced it for myself. So who was there to forgive? Was there anyone who'd set out to hurt me in all of this? It wasn't about me. I stepped out of my egotistical need to feel that it was personal and recognised that my pain was collateral damage in somebody else's event. And that there were actually three people in pain when this happened. I forgave all of them, including myself. That's the thing, you see. When you forgive, sometimes you forget that you need forgiving for your part in the event. I took responsibility for sticking my head in the sand and escaping headlong into my work when I should have been minding my own life better. I took responsibility and I forgave myself. Understand this. You do not need someone else to forgive you. But you must, must forgive yourself. Because in doing so, you take responsibility for your role. And if you need to, atone for your actions in whatever way feels right. And then you can move on. The source will provide the ability for you to forgive. It will come sooner than you think. Don't try and force it. Forgiveness liberates you from guilt and anger and frees you from the cycle of darkness. Most important of all, forgiveness allows you to accept magic into your life when it comes along. Instead of putting out the fire and stamping on the ashes of your own happiness, you'll be able to recognise and accept synchronous happenings, good experience and happy times without the feeling that you don't deserve them, as you may have done in the past. Forgiveness lifts one of the veils and you will see life more clearly. Mother writes, When Moses had to stay his hand, Joshua and Caleb brought fruit from the promised land. Find your faith and know your mind your guiding light. 
you have yet to find. Your light is within, though you yet be blind. And as and when you've forgiven yourself, you can allow yourself a completion ritual. It's a nice way of rounding things off. Pick a time when the moon wanes. Go out of doors. Get into the garden or somewhere wild if you can. If you can't find space in the open where you can be private, open the window of your room wide and let the air into your space. Open a circle, light a candle, and watch the air move the candle flame around. Close your eyes and allow a negative colour to come into your mind to represent the emotion you most want to release. Breathe in this colour. Allow it to fill you completely. Let yourself experience the negative feeling as much as you possibly can. Allow memories and thoughts to come to you in which you feel this negativity strongly and do it for as long as you can tolerate it. Now open your eyes for a moment and focus once more on the light of the flame. Watch it for a few moments until you hold the image in your mind. Then close your eyes again and you can still see the imprint of the flame clearly on your mind's eye. Now, just imagine you're breathing the dark colour out. And it's being carried away by the air around you. You can now breathe in the essence of the flame, the light of the source. Keep doing this until all of the colour of your negative emotion is wiped clean from you by the light of the flame. You can then open your eyes and rest for a moment before extinguishing the candle, closing the circle. And in whatever way you want, thank the air around you for cleansing you. Close the window or return indoors. And these little rituals help you to just complete circles. And it's time. Time to and these moments, it's time to go into your own life. It's time to carry whatever you need from what you've listened into your own space. So get up and dance, mother. Dance the polka like at times. Often when I'm feeling sad and blue, I will dance and think after you go get up and dance
times when we are feeling distant.